the Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your host, Tim and Julie Harris. Guys, we're just going to get right to it. We want to pick up where we left off yesterday. This has been a very popular topic. We've been getting a lot of emails and comments about this. And what we're focused on and what we're hoping you, you guys will focus on are is the fact that you all need to become listing agents and that there is a simple, duplicatable, predictable way to go about building your business around being a listing agent. When you have the epiphany, finally, that you can take listings in a competitive situation where you don't just simply basically have to just hope and pray that the listings occasionally land in your lap from your, you know, friendly Aunt Molly and your old neighbor, your high school buddy, you know, which most of you get your listings from, when you realize that you can actually go after the business, you can actually be, a, you know, a predator in the marketplace out there uh, seeking out sellers, you are going to feel completely and totally free. It's going to be the biggest single professional, and dare I say, maybe one of the biggest epiphanies you've ever had in your lives. I know it sounds like I'm kind of blowing this thing up, but it's the truth. When you realize that you can develop the skills to be a listing agent and that you can consistently every single day choose to set one pre-qualified listing appointment a day, your life completely changes. Right now, so many of you are so dependent on people selling you leads. So many of you right now are so dependent on hope, praying, and luck. So many of you right now are so dependent on things that you cannot duplicate because they just happen now and then. Someone walks into an age, or walks into your office, wants to buy or sell a house. Someone walks into your open house. All these things that basically all have to do with a lot of time and a lot of luck. You cannot form a business around either one of those. And of course, the modern rendition of that is all this lead selling bullshit that has basically perpetuated our industry and has corrupted a lot of the agents' uh, mindsets about lead generation. Again, it all comes to luck. Oh, hold on, Tim. What are you talking about? I just spent some, you know, thousands of dollars with XYZ lead generation company, and they sent me 10 leads. Well, why do you think those have value? So start with the mindset, guys, when you're dealing with those lead selling companies, that you just need to simply say no, and the leads that they're selling to you are not the same quality as they were, say, even you know, 12 months ago, let alone 10 years ago. And the sample, why is that true? Because it's oversaturated. There's too many people trying to sell you guys leads, and they're all doing the same exact thing to try to generate those leads. They're doing pay-per-click advertising. They're doing emailing. They're doing things on Facebook and Google and all the rest of it. You don't see these ads because the ads aren't uh, – aren't designed to go after you. These guys are getting into Facebook and they're trying to show ads to specific types of people that have you know, expressed specific levels of interest. Well, it's not just you know one company doing it. It's hundreds of companies doing it now. Someone once told me, recently they told me, that there's something like 2,000 companies out there now that are trying to sell you guys leads. Hello? <laughs> they're trying to sell you the same leads over and over again. You have no exclusivity to those leads. So the leads that you guys are buying online I, honestly, 10 years ago, some of them were pretty good. Now they're terrible. They suck. They're totally and completely not worth chasing. So the longer you take to come to that realization, and I'm shooting you between the eyes because that's the reason you guys are you know, paying attention to us because you're looking for somebody that's not going to try to worry about your feelings and wants to just tell you the truth so you can make smart business decisions, someone who's going to treat you with respect. That's what we're doing. 
So look, guys, the bottom line is, is until you learn to go after the business yourself, you're never going to have any kind of sense of freedom. You're always going to be beholden to the lead selling jerk. You're always going to be beholden to luck. You're always going to be beholden to the weather. You're always going to be beholden to something that makes it so you're not truly in business. You're just basically going along, hoping and praying that more transactions land in your lap. And guess what? They're not. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that the passive lead generation stuff has become so, so oversaturated, so many people doing it, that there's absolutely no leads that are coming from it that are worth chasing? Oh, hold on, Tim. This is where your minds go, I know. You're going to say now to me, I have a database full of 50,000 people who I'm dripping information on who may someday buy or sell a house with me. No, they won't. Why? Because they're in 50,000 other agents' databases getting similar information to you. There's nothing special about it. So, guys, look, you have to accept the fact that if you want financial freedom in life, and that comes from basically earning a, having a business that produces profit, then you have to be proactive with how you go about your lead generation, not passive. Proactive means you're doing it yourself. You're not trying to hire someone or buy the leads yourself. And when you're proactive, when you wrap your mind around that, Everything in your life changes because then you're confident. Everything that you are hoping, all the emotional and financial aspects of being a business owner that you'd hoped would happen as a result of being in real estate or owning a business in general will come when you know how to generate your own business. When you got this thing about this, and all of the, a lot of you who've been with us for a long time, you already know this is true. So when you wake up in the morning right now, how confident are you you're going to be able to take a listing today? Most of you, no confidence, no chance, no, zero chance that you're going to take a listing today. Well, folks that have been with us for a long period of time, our coaching clients, they have a, like most of them, a 90% chance they're going to take a listing that day. Why? Because their number one job in their business every single day is to set one pre-qualified listing appointment. So they're going to set a pre-qualified listing appointment in the morning from the systems that we you know, ask them to employ as part of the coaching program. In the afternoon, they go on a listing appointment. Do they get every listing they go on? Generally speaking, even the new ones will get 75% or greater of all the listings they go on. After a while, you will start taking at least 9 out of 10 listings that you go on because the complete system with our pre-listing pack and our listing presentation is designed for you to take listings. And our, our, The average time you're going to be in a seller's house from beginning to end is 27 minutes with our listing process. Okay? So look, guys, the simple fact is, is you've been looking and hoping and praying, many of you, that there's a path to becoming a listing agent, and really, truly, this is it. So we're going to start uh, – see, the next uh, step, step number five, is confirm the appointment. So, Julie, let's talk about that. Yeah, you got it. It seems like such a simple thing, but many of them don't do it. There's two flavors to this. Sometimes you don't do it, and then sometimes you do it, and because they didn't call you back and you're a nervous listing agent – you decide they must not be serious. So you don't show up and you for sure don't take the listing. So don't overdo it. You're confirming the appointment because it is the professional thing to do. Always confirm and always show up even if you just left a message of confirmation. Always ask if they received the pre-listing package and that they opened it. Remember, on listings, you are competing from the second they give you the appointment until the time they close not just for the 27 minutes you're in front of them or for some of you the three or four hours that you hang out at their house trying to convince them to list with you. Confirming the appointment is the professional thing to do. Tim, can you talk a little bit about the pre-listing package, making sure that they opened it and that okay, key yes. element in the process? 
So the confirming of the appointment, as Julie was just alluding to, there is a script that we want you to follow, but the script is basically asking that you're going to be the last person they interview. So let's say you set the appointment on Monday, and you're going to go meet with the sellers on Thursday. Just for whatever reason, your schedules didn't match up, which, by the way, you always want to try to get there as fast as you can, except, and this is the one exception, so write this down, if you're competing. So when you're calling to confirm, you're confirming like the day of or the day before you go on the appointment, but I want you to confirm that they have haven't set another appointment after you. If you're competing against a good listing agent, a seasoned listing agent, they're going to always try to be last. So what you want to do when you're interviewing for uh, when you're interviewing for a listing and you're competing for that listing is you always want to try to be last. Now there's a couple tricks to it. Now remember, so first of all, when you're when you actually set the appointment, and this is going back to step three, after you've pre-qualified the seller, you've set the appointment and you've set the appointment for a particular day. Now what we're asking you to do is you've set the pre-listing pack, you're following the system, and now you're confirming. So when you call to confirm, what I want you to ask is I want you to say, did you receive the pre-listing pack? Please open the pre-listing pack. In the pre-listing pack, there's a list of 20 questions, Mr. Seller, that I want you to review prior to me getting there. And if you choose to, inter if you're interviewing any other agents, you know which you will know at that point if they are or not. Make sure you use those 20 questions when um, when you're interviewing those other agents. Now, these 20 questions, and some of you scale it back to 10, that's fine but don't take the bite out of it, are literally designed to make your competitions pee their pants when the seller is asking them these questions. That's it. And so you better know the answers to the questions yourself. And so this form, which is part of our pre-listing pack, again, it's 20 questions, and there's the question. So a simple question, one of the first ones is, you know, remember, this is the seller. You're giving the seller essentially a script to interview other agents. And these are all the questions that every agent hates hearing, hopes and praise they never hear coming out of a seller's mouth. But you're obviously wanting the seller to ask all those tough questions because when they do, they're going to essentially figure out really quick that the other agent that they're considering beside you is not going to be have the same chops as you because the form itself is very simple. The first question, for example, I think is, what's your, what's your list to sell price ratio? And if you don't know what that is, list to sell price ratio, and every agent has one. If you've never sold houses before, then use the list to sell price ratio for your brokerage. But list to sell price ratio is the difference between the original list price and what the house actually sells for. Seasoned listing agents will have their own list to sell price ratio, and like I said, brokers will have one, and then the market on a whole will have one. So what the first question is, is what you, you know, again, this is a seller is going to use this question when interviewing another agent that you're competing against. The first question is, uh, and actually it might not be the first question, this might be the third question, but you get the idea. Uh, what is your average list to sell price ratio? Then under, in brackets, underneath the question, it says, Tim and Julie's list of price ratio is 99.4%. The average list of sell price ratio in the MLS is 97.3%. So when you list with Tim and Julie Harris, on average, they're going to sell your house for 2% more than the average. So we ask the question on this form. We give them our answer on the form. And then underneath the question on this form, there's a little blank area where they can write in the answers of the other agents that they're interviewing. Do you guys get the point of this? So it does not generally take too many questions of you know, the seller asking. It's more like an interrogation, the other agents, before the other agents will just basically – they, they won't know how to answer the questions. Now, we developed this originally for ourselves when we sold real estate. And obviously, it's been used by tens of thousands of agents ever since. This is just part of the pre-listing pack. But hopefully, you can see, if you had a tool like that, 
that you could use in your pre-listing pack when going on listing appointments, how much more confident would you be? How much more excited would you be? You would be well, it becomes fun, charts. right? It, it becomes does. so much it more fun. I mean, look at it yes. this way. When I coach this in uh, Premier Coaching, I always paint the picture like this. When you follow our system and you walk into that homeowner's uh, living room or you sit down at their dining room, you because you have sent your pre-listing package, you've pre-qualified, you have confirmed the appointment, you've done a killer job from the second you spoke with them, you have confidence and you're in control. They are confident with you and like that you're in control. You've already built some rapport. Now, conversely, when your competition walks in the door and that seller goes, I'm so glad to meet with you. I've got a list of about 10 or 12 questions I'd like to start out with. I mean, what would happen if they did that to you? As Tim said, as you just said, it's designed to make your competition pee their pants. So one of two things happens. They either completely BS, like imagine if you were put on the spot, what's your list sell price ratio? Can you give me a list of your last 10 testimonials, which of course our clients are ready to do, okay? That person is either going to turn around and in lack of preparedness, excuse themselves and, you know, hit the road, or they're going to come off like they're completely confused, dazed, confused, and BSing the answer, which also is not good for them. Sellers don't like that. Sellers know when you're well, full be- of it. Because remember, on this oh, form, guys, we're giving the question – and we're giving the answer, and we're telling the averages. So if the seller sees that the other agent is bullshitting their way through the answers, they're going to know it, and that's going to be the end of that interview, and that's how it works. So that's guys, look, that's just one little snippet of our listing process. But and again, that's the importance of following the actual pre-listing pack and not uh, in, in including everything. So when you enroll in the coaching program. Um, if you're already in the coaching program, make sure you do not change the pre-listing packet. Make sure you include every single thing that we ask. Follow that exactly. Even if you're a brand new agent and your license, the ink in your license hasn't even dried yet, use the pre-listing pack. Do not change it. Do not outthink it. Do not make it more clever. Do not make it crafty. Do not change the font. Do not change the color. Ribbon. Do not change the formatting. Do it exactly, and then you're going to get the same results as everyone else says. Step number six, my dear. Step number six, present. It's showtime. Remember that presenting begins at the time you convert the prospect from a prospect into an appointment. The better you are from the beginning, the higher chance you have of actually taking the listing. Use our powerful and proven listing presentation. Do not wing it, even with past clients and in people from your center of influence, referrals, and slam-dunk appointments. In fact, they deserve your utmost respect, not your skipping of steps. Some of you guys don't get it together until you lose one of those deals because you were so assumptive that it was yours. Preview the competition in terms of competing homes and the pending listings to be as accurate as possible in your pricing. Pricing is a critical part of your presentation. Remember, pricing it right in the first place prevents you from having to deal with price reduction conversations later and know what's most important to the homeowner. Don't assume that you know don't assume it's always about price. And this is a huge point. In the way that we teach you guys the listing presentation, it's completely different than how many of you have been trained that you use the standard cookie cutter presentation because every seller wants the same thing. Well, don't you think that's kind of assumptive and kind of disrespectful to their individual situations? I certainly think so. I, I remember many appointments where, yeah, of course price is part of it, but it wasn't everything. It was timing. It was getting to keep their stuff. You know, there's so many different elements. You have to know what's important to the homeowner and present to that. Back to you, Tim. 
So here's the thought for all of you. When Julie just touched on all of these points, the presentation of a listing appointment, that is not a big ten, that's not a big stressful event when you follow the the whole listing process up to this point. When you've sent the pre-listing pack, when you've pre-qualified them, when you know what they think the house is worth, when you know what their motivation is, when you know what their time frame is, when you basically have done everything we ask you to do up to the point where you're actually at their house, I promise you there's virtually no stress. They aren't feeling stressed about you and you're not feeling stressed about them. Why? Because the pre-listing, uh, the pre-listing pack and everything we've asked you to do up to that point has removed all the stress from the room. Okay, so here's a little mental uh, a mindset shift for a lot of you. Those sellers do not want to meet with you. Okay, they don't. Those sellers do not want you in their house. They do not want you screwing around with their evening schedule. They want to be right. They want to be watching HBO and whatever they were going to be normally doing on a normal evening after they've had long hard days. The last thing they want is your ass in their house. That's the truth. And when you send them, and they don't want to have the tension of arguing with you about price or commission or listing terms. They don't want that tension in their lives. They sure as hell don't want that tension in their lives when you're sitting in their house. You guys get it? Most people do not negotiate. Most people do not deal with salespeople. Most people do not have the types of conversations that are necessary when putting a house for sale. That's the reason that a lot of times when you guys walk into these houses, it's a powder keg. There's so much tension in the air you can cut it with a knife and not when you follow our listing process because what you've done with the pre-listing pack, what you've done by following the process, and they will tell you this, they will literally say, I really appreciate you sending over the pre-listing pack because you basically answered all my questions. You essentially made, you, you basically uh, gave me things to think about I hadn't considered already because you have done the work ahead of time when you go there. Often it's what we call a paperwork appointment. You basically are just going there to pick up the paperwork and when you are in a situation where they're not quite ready to sign the contract, you follow our listing presentation. The, list, the essence of the listing presentation is called our Sharpie close, and we're not going to go into it right now, but the Sharpie close is another copywritten process that we take you through. The whole Sharpie close takes about 15 minutes, and when you follow the entire process, when you go there and you, you, know, you, you walk around the house and you have a digital recorder and you're asking questions and you're, you're asking questions about the house and doing soft closes as you're walking around, you follow our whole process. Very simple. Anybody can do it. No Jedi mind tricks, no fancy NLP, no you know bullshit manipulation. It's just a very straightforward process. And when you follow it and you sit back down at that table, it's not going to be like you think. It's going to be relaxed. You know, they're going to actually be kind of having fun with you because of the fact that you removed the stress from the room. And all the other agents, if there were other agents you were competing against, they were nothing but dark clouds walking around their house. And they remember that. So the nature of your relationship is automatically on a different level because you followed our listing process up to this point. Now, I'm going to say this again because it's really important. When you're at the house and you're doing the listing presentation, which is not a big deal, and, it's, and if you think it's a big deal because you're following some old-school listing process that's designed to bring a bunch of tension into the room and designed to basically hard-close them like some sort of 1970s used car salesman, no wonder you don't want to be a listing agent because that's not you. You don't want to be an asshole. You don't want to be in people's houses making them uncomfortable. I get why you want to work with buyers because that's a social experience. We're working with sellers. If you think that's how you're supposed to work with sellers, it's not, it's not something that 99% of you would want to do. 
right? Does this make sense? Are you understanding now your own psychology and why maybe you're not more aggressively pursuing being a listing agent? Because you think it's some sort of hard pressure closing process, which is what is being taught in the industry. That is not our process. Our process is a collaborative approach that's designed to help them come to the natural conclusion that you're their listing agent, and as Julie said, it started from the first moment of contact up to the point where you're sitting in front of them at that very moment. Now, Julie also touched on something there that's really important. You show up professional. You do not show up in flip-flops. I don't care if you're in Florida and that's how everybody dresses. I don't want to hear that. It's disrespectful. I don't care if it's your mom or your aunt or your best friend from high school. You show up looking like a professional. You show up looking like a slob, and you don't take that listing. It's your fault because you disrespected them in their house, helping them uh, with one of the most important financial decisions of their lives. So, guys, be professional. They'll treat you like a professional. Follow the entire listing process. It will change your life because you're going to finally be excited about being a listing agent. I remember when Julie and I got in the business. Now, you know, Julie and I are in our <clears throat> mid to maybe late 40s, and we got in the real estate business right out of college. I will never forget sitting in an HER office in Arlington, Ohio, Upper Arlington, Ohio, in this big conference room full of the Naugahyde furniture. And I remember all these executives from HER were coming in, including uh, the owner's son. And they were all basically telling us the same thing. Oh, no, everyone starts out as a buyer's agent. And after enough time, when you've earned, when you've sold enough houses, those buyers decide to put those houses for sale. You can then decide you can become a listing agent. And you have to, or, oh, you want to sell more expensive real estate? Well, then you have to basically go through a bunch of fiery burning hoops that takes years. This was their mindset and their approach. And I remember, and I'll never forget this, and Julie, you probably remember this as well, mm -hmm. that after they all got up, you and I looked out the window that they had in that big conference room full of that Anagahide furniture, and we looked out, and it was like on the fourth floor or third floor, and we could just yeah. see like thousands of roofs. And I remember saying to Julie and thinking to myself, why would I wait to become a listing agent when there's thousands, Seriously. tens of thousands, millions of people out there that have houses to sell? Because these guys say I have to wait because the industry thinks there's an order in which things have to happen before I'm allowed to go after the juiciest part of the business, screw them, and we did, and we sold over 100 houses our first year in our early 20s right out of college. That's no BS. Really happened. National Association of Realtors, you know, rookies of the year for the entire nation. From what I understand, no one's ever done it since. And look, we didn't list the subdivision. This is Julie and I going after individual sellers, one after another after another. A lot of them for sale by owners. A lot of them expired. We worked following, and that was before we even had our own system. That was the formation years of our system that you guys get now as far as the coaching program. So, Julie, let's go to step number seven, and this is the close, and this is going to probably for most of them seem like overly simplistic. But truthfully, guys, when you followed the entire listing process up to this point, there is no tension with closing. It's just getting the paperwork done, but go right ahead, Julie. Yes. Okay, so you got step number seven, close. ABC means always be closing. Know how to use soft closes, direct closes, and don't walk out the door saying, okay, I'll follow up in a few days, thanks. If you're doing that, it's because you probably had a weak presentation and because you didn't close. Instead, leave with signed documents in one step whenever possible. Of course, that's a lot easier when you've done all of the previous six steps. Remember the definition of close is that it's the logical ending to a great presentation. It's far easier to close when you've actually followed the previous steps. 
So don't drop the ball once you've got the listing. You're still presenting until the seller gets the check at closing, right? Follow your own listing plan of action and strive un to under-promise and over-deliver. We have a seller's 12-week communication plan if your listings aren't selling fast enough. But remember to close. Some of you guys have polished a lot of your presentation, but you're not taking what you should because you're afraid to close. The stronger your presentation is in the first place, the easier and more logical the closing is, not just for you, but certainly for the homeowner. Go ahead. So, and with the listing presentation, with the Sharpie close, that does the closing for you. Again, don't get stuck on the word closing. Closing creates this imagery of some big pressure situation. And when you follow our listing presentation, there is no listing presentation. As, or there is no uh, big tension. There is no big bump, bump, bump. Will they sign or won't they? That doesn't. That is not part of our process because the definition of closing is the logical ending to a great presentation. You've been presenting to these guys since the very moment you first talked to them. The PLP and everything else we've described for you has already done all the work for you. And so at this point, once you've followed our listing presentation, they have no other questions, and they will sign the contract. It's the logical end to the end of a great presentation. It's not difficult. None of the stuff we're asking you to do is, will require some sort of high IQ or master's degree in sales skills. It is just a simple process that when you get into it, you'll find that's very intuitive. It feels like a natural, normal, back-and-forth type of conversation, which is in essence what it is. So when you get to the end of the listing presentation and they're sitting across from the table from you or beside you on that table and you've gone through the Sharpie close, the simple answer to say is, all right, let's get the paperwork out of the way, and they'll, they'll absolutely positively sign it and you'll be out the door. And if they don't, if they hesitate, we also walk you through how to overcome any reasons why they're slow signers. So if they're slow to sign or if they want to think about it overnight or pray on it or all those other things, we are going to walk you through about what to say. So again, you're in integrity. You're in alignment with how you want to be uh, working as a salesperson. These are not high-pressure greaseball sales techniques. You're going to ask them questions that we're going to show you how to ask that are then going to help root out in their minds what the issue is. By the way, nine times out of ten, after you go through the listing process, if they're still not signing the contract, it's because they have a question about the price because you went over the price too fast during the, pro uh, during the presentation and you just need to revisit it. And we tell you how and what to say, when to say it, and it, again, it's a very simple, straightforward process. That's it. That's the listing process. That's the whole thing. Why are you guys so afraid of it? It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, listings are a mental labor. It does require skill. It does require you follow a system. And buyers are physical labor. But if you look at the amount of time that you guys are spending working with buyers, between the very top of worrying about where you're going to buy your buyer leads, which is most of you are committing that sin, all the way to the bottom, you are working for probably about $4 an hour. I would challenge all of you who think that you can have a future in this industry working primarily with buyers to seriously check the amount of time you're spending for each buyer commission. It makes no sense. And by the way, some of you, a minority of you, Love working with buyers. I don't understand why, but that's true. You, you like working with buyers. No problem. You take one listing, guys. 
you're going to beat the buyers off the stick in most in most markets. Buyers are the easiest things in the world to find when you have listings. That's the reason that we suggest, and it's proven to be true, that for every one listing taken, you're generally going to generally speaking, you're going to sell three houses. You're going to sell the listing. You're going to sell another property for the sellers that are buying, and then you're going to sell someone who called off the sign or you're going to double in the listing yourself. That's how it works. That's the reason you want to become a listing agent. So here's the, here's the fantasy. Here's the dream. Here's the idea. If you had 10 listings at all times, or if you were like us when you sold real estate, you needed 30 or 40, but whatever your number is, if you had, let's just choose 10 listings at all times, and these 10 listings basically were motivated have to sell sellers, okay? And you had these 10 listings, you, got, you followed our system, you went out and got them, your whole mission in life. Now, the getting up to 10 listings for a lot of you, that is the work part of this process. That is, you know, that's where you're going to have to build your momentum. That's doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. That's actually following a schedule. That's working up to the point where you have 10 listings at all times. Most of you can do it 90 days or less. That is just based on our own experience with literally thousands and thousands of agents. So in 90 days or less, you can have 10 listings at all times. Now, here's where the beauty happens. Now, obviously, while you're working up to 10 listings, some of them are going to sell, and you know, it's going to be an ebb and a flow. It's going to be like a, you know, it's, you're, you're going to have to work. But once you get to 10 listings at all times, what your new rule becomes, and your entire business model is, is maintaining 10 listings at all times. I'm going to say that again. And some of you are thinking, oh, my God, Tim, you're making this too simplistic. I'm not. You're making it too complicated. And that wasn't the way it was 20 years ago. It's that way now because you guys are being fooled into thinking real estate should be a complicated thing. Oh, I got to form a team. The hell you do. I got to have a fancy CRM. No, you don't. I have to have a 10 level drip campaign where I'm doing all. No, you don't need any of that crap. You need, most of you, 10 listings at all times. That's it. That's it. 10 listings at all times at virtually any market, you'd experience three to four closings per month. Price right, put them in the MLS. If you didn't do anything to try to sell them, you know, didn't try to sell them yourself to your own buyers, which we want you to, but if you didn't, you would have three to four closings per month on autopilot. How much money would that be in most markets in the country? How much money would you make? If you were in the Midwest, that's probably before broker splits, around $8,000 each. So you'd make twenty-four to thirty-six thousand. Did I do that right? Eight times yet? No, twenty-four to thirty-two thousand dollars a month if you had ten listings at all times. If you're in California and your average sale price is a million dollars, and let's say your commission is only two and a half percent on the listing side, you're making seventy-five to a hundred thousand dollars a month if you had ten listings at all times. Your new job becomes taking care of your sellers, spoiling your sellers, and replacing what sells with 10 listings at all times. I don't know why nobody else is telling you this, guys. I don't know why nobody else is telling you that the real estate industry doesn't have to be complicated. I don't understand it myself. I think it's crazy. I think what's happening right now in our industry is the biggest disservice to individual entrepreneurial-minded agents. They've forgotten, and by they, I mean the people, that, frankly, a lot of the leaders in the real estate industry have forgotten that you guys are the heart of this business. You, individual agents, just like Julie and I were. You are the heart of the business, not the brokerages, not these damn tech companies. Who, I don't know about you, but I'm sick of hearing about them. Not these big portals, and oh my God, am I sick of hearing about Zillow. What matters the most, and not the instant offers companies either. What will always be the heart and soul of this industry are the individual agents, you guys. And, and you've been forgotten about. You've been taken advantage of, if we're being honest. You've been basically put out to pasture. Well, guess what? You can take control back 
if you decide that you're going to be a listing agent. And you don't give up on that. You don't give up on that dream. You don't give up no matter what. That becomes your mission in life. That becomes your North Star. That becomes the thing that you're going to do no matter what. That's what our coaching program is all about. That's what the listing process is all about. And we've done all the heavy lifting for you. We really have. We've, we'll tell you what business to go after. We're going to basically show you how to get the leads for free. We're going to tell you what to say and how to say it. We're going to, we've already created the pre-qualification script. We've already created the kick-ass pre-listing pack. We've already created everything for you, the listing presentation. All you've got to do is plug yourself in and become a listing agent. So I'm really curious, Julie, why yes. is it you think that anyone would be listening right now and not be going apeshit at the prospect of becoming a listing agent? What would be the reasons that well, they would have those excuses? Maybe they're a little bit nervous about the potential of their own success, to which I say, create ah. that nice problem to have and we'll help you through it. That's not a, a valid excuse. Sorry, you didn't get to have that. But, uh, you know, it's funny. We were talking about the listing process, and the coaching that comes after them doing all of this always makes me laugh a little bit, which is, okay, so you walk in the door, and the seller says, okay, let's do the paperwork. Here's my coaching for that. Just don't screw that up. Just say yes. Don't argue with them. Don't, don't try and sell with blah de blah de blah You've already done all of that legwork. Just say yes. It's my pleasure to help you. When would you like your first showing? Because the process makes it that easy very frequently. So don't you pee your pants when that happens to you. Just say, yeah, this is awesome. Give me yeah, more. But that's true. I mean, Julie's touching on something that's very true. And we read about this on the private members only Facebook page. You guys will be, and you know, these are the ones I, I look, we're grizzled veterans. A lot of you are grizzled veterans. A lot of you know Julie and I from our Howard Britton days. You knew us back from our Remax days. A lot of you have known us for decades, okay? But what makes and, – and when you guys experience success, those of you who have been in the business for a while, it use, here's what it usually says. It comes in an email or something on Facebook. Tim, I knew you guys, you and Julie, back from whenever. And, you know, and I remember hearing you guys speak or I read your book, you know, 20 years ago. And, and then they'll say usually it follows by their life story. I built a real estate business. I had a team. You know, then there's usually the real estate crash basically caused my team to blow up. But then I also realized it wasn't making any profit. And for the last few years, I've been floundering, not knowing what to do because I've been too confused about direction. Then I rediscovered you guys, and now I feel like I have direction, and now I'm just focusing on becoming a kick-ass listing agent. I love those. But the ones I really like, the ones that really get me excited – or when a brand new agent who's never sold real estate before basically plugs into our system and then they basically follow our process and the new ones are easier to coach than the more seasoned ones because you seasoned agents, you do not follow directions very well because you take what we say, which has been proven to work in every price range, in every market, in every market condition, and then you add your own stuff to it. And then you say, well, it didn't work. And then I say, well, what did you change? And then you say, well, I changed this, that, the other thing, the other thing. And then you don't realize the unintended consequences of removing just tiny little things. Everything works together in harmony. And when you change it, because your ego thinks that you can come up with something better and more creative, you screw it up. So grizzled veteran agents, I want you to remember that. When you are in our coaching program, follow it exactly. And going back to the new agents, and these, again, are some of my favorite stories to read on our private members-only Facebook page. Got your license, followed the process, took a listing, kicked the ass of grizzled veteran agents, which I probably shouldn't enjoy so much because Julie and I are grizzled veteran agents <laughs> ourselves, but I do. I think that's just incredible. You know, that it works, and it works in all price ranges and all market conditions and all levels of experience. It doesn't matter if they never sold real estate before. It just works. 
This is a revolution in real estate that our industry needs, a return to sanity, people getting back to the point where they realize what a beautiful blessing selling real estate is when you're focused on being a listing agent, when you're willing to say not just no, but hell no to all the people trying to sell you leads and try to sell you the easy button. So I challenge all of you guys. I challenge all of you to drill down. I challenge all of you to challenge yourselves to become kick-ass listing agents. And don't back off. Don't give up. All right, so what? It, doesn't, it takes six months for you to get up to your magic number of listings opposed to 10. By the way, magic number, I've said that a lot of times, that is an actual formula uh, that you get as part of the coaching program. Uh, it walks you through exactly what to go through. You have to know, you have to do a very brief uh, analysis on your personal finances, on your business finances, on your taxes, on your savings, on your, you know, things you have to pay for, things you want to pay for. So it's a bunch of questions like that, and then it's going to spit out for you, in essence, a number. And that number is going to be with the number of listings you have to have at all times in order for you to exceed the expectations of the things you have to pay for and the things you want to pay for. That in itself, for many of you, is going to be one of the biggest epiphanies, one of the biggest stress relievers you've ever had in your professional life because finally you're going to have a number that's going to be your driving force you're going to realize that i need five listings at all times you're going to realize i need 20 listings at all times we have coaching clients that need like 60 listings at all times because their average sale price is terrible and we have a lot who have average sale prices that are fantastic and so they only need like five or six listings at all times but the point is is you're going to have control and that is the only sense and that control is the sense that comes from uh, being in control because you're a listing agent that's what I want all of you guys to experience. That's the freedom that you should all be experiencing. And when you have control of your listings, when you, then you have control of your cash flow, then you can start having uh, – you can start planning. You can start planning a nice trip to wherever. You can start planning on paying some shit off. You can start actually taking some days off without feeling guilty. You can, hey, guess what? Buy some rental properties and then do as we say in the international number one bestseller, Harris Rules, in Chapter 30, where we tell you how to actually get rich. And that's where you're taking the profits from your business and you're reinvesting that so that you can actually have paid off rental properties so that your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. Guys, this, our system is about as close to uh, using navigation like you do in your car that you're going to find. Do not change it when you plug in. When you become a coaching member, do not try to be creative. Do not change a damn thing in the pre-listing pack. Just do it exactly like we asked you to do it. That way you'll get the uh, results that everyone else gets. So listen, if you need us for anything, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.